Amen. Well, I also want to, to brag on you. Uh, there are so many things going on. Uh, yesterday, well, there's a great event across the street, the warehouse building, and they had a lot of people that came to that. But let me also tell you that we have a balance on the loan uh, of $3,523.36. Amen? Amen. And let me just tell you a story of uh, this December will be 40 years I've been in ministry. And uh, I started when I was five. Anyways, uh, 40 years in ministry. <laughs> and every time that we have reached out to do something big financially, every time at the end of it, someone was always prodded to write a check to finish the payment. And so my God is faithful. He has proven to me over and over and over and over again. And so I'm encouraging one of you to write out a check for that. You can do that. That's no problem for you. So you can write out a check for $3,523.37, just in case we need that extra penny. But I, I'm encouraging you to do that. If you can't do it all, write out a check for 1000 above and beyond your tithe. As you well know, that your pastor does not talk a lot about money. Matter of fact, I have other pastors most of the time receive the offerings because I want you, uh, if anybody's religious or been hurt by other churches, I don't want you to think that your pastor's always thinking about money. I don't. I just know that money is used for the kingdom of God, and God has promised that. So I just want to encourage you uh, to do that above and beyond your tithe, and uh, so that next week that I can announce, or the week after I can announce that we are debt-free, debt-free, and we can literally plan and put together, I have a meeting with the elders and the prayer team, that we can plan and put together a, a, an agenda, I'm going to use that term, an agenda to really minister to the lost, to reach out to those that are lost, that need Jesus Christ. Instead of uh, paying for brick and mortar, I want to put our money uh, towards leading people to Christ, leading people to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want to put our money into uh, focus groups where we can really meet the needs of our young people instead of always paying for brick and mortar. And probably next week, I'm going to be giving you some numbers uh, regarding what we have done um, in uh, 13 years, over 13 years of ministry uh, together in giving in our financial. And uh, I'll probably share that either next week or the week after. But we are, we are a church that has absolutely transformed many aspects of this world. Matter of fact, uh, this weekend I received, I counted them, I received 10 um, messages or text messages from people all around the world uh, explaining to me either those that are on vacation, we have many that are on vacation in Alaska and Italy and all the different places, and saying that they are going to get online when they get back to the hotel and listen to the message today. So I want to say to all of you, hello, enjoy your vacation, look forward to seeing you when you get back. And um, also for you that are here, you've been invited by someone of the church. We want to say this is an amazing group of people. And the group of people here love Jesus with all their heart. And they want you to see Jesus. They want you to see the love of God. They want you to see the power of God. If there's a need in your life, as you saw, we pray for the sick. We pray for needs of people's lives because God really really cares for you, and we do too. And we don't take on your care, but we take your care, and we cast it on the Lord, and we remove it with the authority that God has given us to come in agreement with his word. Well, I, I, I want to pray because um, we have received prophetic words regarding a subject, and when I receive prophetic words by people that I trust, um, I receive it and then I spend hours fasting and praying over the word.
Because if God would uh, take time out of this universe to speak specifically to the body of Christ that I pastor, I want to make sure that I know what God is saying. I want to make sure I know what God is proclaiming to us through the prophetic word. So let's pray. Father, thank you for what you're about to do in this new time frame, this new window of opportunity. I thank you, Lord, that you have proclaimed to us that there's some specific things that you're wanting to do, and there is a window of time. Uh, Oh, praise God, it's not an urgency of time, but it is urgent that we obey what you say. And I just proclaim now in this new time frame, this new window of time, that, Father, you would see us as a church that is obedient to every aspect of what you've said. And, Lord, I pray that as I conclude this series that you've given me to proclaim to the body of Christ, to proclaim to those that listen on the podcast from Africa to the Philippines, oh, Lord, from Cambodia, from all over the United States, in Jesus' name, to this church, this group of people. Lord, open it up. Let your Holy Spirit reveal such vast truth that it transforms every area of our life. Lord, that we have greater revelation and greater understanding of the greatness that you have uh, literally put together for Valley Community Church to attain. And I thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. God bless your heart and your ears as I begin to proclaim this to you. A while ago, someone came and gave us a prophetic message that it is time for us to end our morning. I'm not talking about Monday morning. I'm talking about morning that you would think of usually only regarding a loss. Last Sunday, we had such an amazing time. We, we saw the um, ramification of us proclaiming truth, the Word of God. We, we saw the result of us having the heart of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit has been molding and shaping us into uh, literally rebuilding our, the wells and also proclaiming new vision. We've been teaching this series called Proclaiming Your Future. God's eye is not just on our present. God's eye is on our future. God, God's eye is on your future individually. And collectively, we do this together by coming together and being equipped for the work of the ministry as I proclaim the Word of God. You may look at today as as a, a new beginning in your life. You may look at today as your pastor proclaiming newer vision for the church. And I am, through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, (laughs) use the term, I'm going to set you up today uh, to really understand the next two series that are the next 12 weeks that I'm going to be speaking to you about. This prophetic word about mourning is also where literally some, the Lord Uh, Last Sunday, I couldn't leave the church, first of all, because I was going to peer in and watch the Spanish church do their water baptism. I just enjoy people confessing Jesus and and just confessing the work that Jesus did in their heart. And so I I peered in. But uh, one of the biggest parts of why I stayed was that there was something that God had to answer for me Because I clearly wasn't going to be able to teach this message to you today unless I got an answer. I clearly was struggling in my spirit. I was struggling in my heart. 
I was struggling in my mind. I, I literally was in, in the experience and, and the knowledge that, that I have. And I, I, as I say that, I need to continue to grow in my knowledge of the Word of God. And that never ends because the Word is so vast. But I, I could not stand before you today and really with uh, a security in my heart that I was going to speak the fullness of what God wanted to say because I didn't get it. I, I, I had it, I had knowledge, I understood, I understood faith, I understood all, but I just didn't get what was just eating at me in a good way about what God was wanting to show me. And it's really simple, but it's something because of all, quote, and as I say this, all what I have studied, all of the knowledge of the Word of God, all of the Scripture that I've memorized, everything that is there, I just didn't know how to put it in alignment with God. Have you ever been there? Have you been there where you just, you just knew there was something else and, and, and you knew and it was good and you were walking in peace and you're walking in joy, but there just was something. Well, I have the responsibility of teaching you the Word of God and I don't take that lightly. There are times, not in fear, but there are times I lay awake through the night praying in tongues and going to sleep for five minutes, praying in tongues and going to sleep for maybe two minutes, going to sleep and just doing that because your, to me, your life is at stake. And I want you to hear, I'm trying to really express to you, I could not leave last Sunday from my office until I got it. Matter of fact, about two hours after, I was literally about to call Terry and say, I'm going to be here all night if that's what it takes. I'm not going to leave here until I get it. If I have to take a cat nap at 2 o'clock in the morning in my office, that's what I'm going to do because there's something particular that I wanted to give to you. Well, I, I didn't call Terry and I just walked around my desk and I got on my face before God and began to praise the Lord and, and to praise in tongues. And I got it. Now, when I show you what I got, some of you might even say, Pastor, I knew that. But watch what God does today in your heart. Are you ready? Okay. We're talking about proclaiming your future. And today the subtitle is The Gates of Praise. We've been talking about how important our words are, what we say. Words connect us to God, we found out. To literally become born again, it had to come out of our mouth, the confession from our heart. But we also found that Scripture tells us that the relationship that we have with one another comes, the strength of that relationship comes through our words, what we say to one another. So today, in most instances, I'm going to say it that way, we must develop praise to come out of our mouth. So the focus today is praise. In Isaiah 60, verse 18... God through Isaiah is literally again all throughout the Bible saying, watch what you say. Violence shall no longer be heard in your land. Can you imagine that? It didn't say seen. Violence cannot be heard. In other words, you, it's not even talked about because it's non-existent. Neither wasting nor destruction within your borders. But you shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. But you shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. God is proclaiming this blessing over Israel and literally proclaiming this blessing over us. 
But he is now saying, now you must watch your words. And you need to proclaim your walls salvation. In other words, what encompasses your, your church, what encompasses your home, what encompasses your life, what is wrapped around your life, you need to proclaim it as salvation. And I love the way Pastor Dan talks about salvation and uses zoe and uses the different Greek terms and, and what it really means. It's more than just fire insurance of not going to hell. There's a lot more to salvation. But he also says, and your gates praise. Very interesting. Gates are called praise in many scriptures. Now, the reason gates are called praise is because praise opens the door. So the presence of God can come in or enter. If we want the presence of God, praise needs to be on our lips. A lifestyle of praise, not just when uh, 11 o'clock happens and the worship team starts playing the music. It is a lifestyle of praise and it must be spoken out of the abundance of the heart. What this series, how we have Discuss what Scripture tells us about what we should speak. So we're going to conclude this series literally by the two Scriptures that we started with, but this is what I have been asking of the Lord regarding these Scriptures, regarding what we've taught. I wanted to find out what this truly meant and how to put 2 plus 2 equals 4. Proverbs 18.20. Remember this, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. So if you find someone in this life that is satisfied with his life or her life, it is because of his or her mouth, what she says. If you find people that are not satisfied, it's because of their mouth, what they say. So this man has learned to speak the right things, Proverbs 18.20, which tells us if you're not satisfied with your life, the problem is your mouth. Verse 20 continued, from the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Any of you have ever been hungry for something? Kind of like what I've been hungry for while I've been teaching this whole series. Matter of fact, it almost caused me in my own weakness or my own concern of not giving you the best, I almost didn't do this series. I almost threw it to the side and did the series that I was doing tomorrow. Someone asked me in front of Terry, uh, what, are you, what series are you going to do next time? And I said, you know, I don't know because that was true because I was struggling with what I found out last Sunday. And Terry took, turned to me and said, you've been always ready. You always know about six months in advance what you're going to be speaking on. I said, honey, I just don't know which one I'm going to start with. So let's continue. Verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. That's an amazing scripture. We've already taught on it. But today, I want to give you the fullness of what's being said there. Let, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this. Verse 21. It says, those who love it. The question is, love what? Love death, love life, or love the tongue? Well, I don't believe that it was any of the three. There was something God was saying, particularly in the Scripture. I believe that it refers to, those who love it, it refers to the power of the tongue. 
And I'm going to show you now why and what the Holy Spirit showed me and how I, I turned some things, uh, not turned it as in manipulated it, but I turned it so that I could explain the fullness of this verse. Every time I open up my mouth, I either bring life or death in a situation. So let's talk about these gates or gates of praise. Let's talk about gates. First of all, praise opens the gates to his presence. Okay? I'm going to answer, it's, it's not death, life, or the tongue, what you love. It is the love of the power that is there. What is the power? Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Psalm 118. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go through them and I will praise the Lord. So the question is, how do you get to God? The answer is praise. Verse 20 and 21. This is the gate of the Lord. Saying praise is the gate of the Lord. This is how you enter. This is how he enters. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous shall enter. I will praise you. For you have answered me and have become my salvation. Psalm 22, verse 3. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel, or inhabit the praises of Israel. Now follow me. The bottom line, what I'm trying to show you here, is when we praise God, not when the guitar starts, but when we live a lifestyle that our lips continually have praise on our lips and we're continually focusing on praising, having a purpose of praise, God, he shows up. That's how God shows up. It's speaking of God's presence. And we're trying to answer, what is it talking about, love it? And I told you that it's the power that we are to love. What is the power? See, there is the omnipresence of God, which means, omni means he's everywhere. There is the inner presence of God, where God dwells in us. We become born again. The body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in us through salvation, and our spirit becomes brand new and cannot sin. Then the Bible speaks of the manifest presence of God, which is literally the power of God, the manifest presence of God, where God shows up. So when you praise God, he shows up, and his power comes with it. So watch this. Is the scripture in Proverbs telling us that we need to love the power what it is literally saying to you and me, and I brought this out in the, in the uh, first service later on, but what this saying to you and me is this, is that what we need to love is the presence of God. The presence of God is the manifested presence of God, the power of God. He that loves it, because there is the power of life and death on our tongue, but how life manifests is through his presence. So the amount of the presence of God you experience or the depth of the presence of God you experience is determined by the amount you worship. Now, worship is a lifestyle. God loves you so much. Worship must become a lifestyle. What the scripture is telling us here 
watching our words, is that our words need to be bathed with praise and worship in every area of our life. What do you mean by that, Pastor? This is what I was in my office saying, God, what does this mean? So let me explain to you. Remember, worship is a lifestyle. So here's an explanation. During the service, part of our services are praise and worship. During the service, you can set by a person who is really worshiping, and they are literally through their praise and worship individually, even though corporately we're worshiping, they're entering into the throne room of God because their heart is full of worship. And you are standing there wondering if they're going to serve hot dogs in the courtyard. At the conclusion of the service, the person looks at you and says, wasn't that great? And you say, well, I really didn't get much out of it. Let me say to you, there are a lot of people that serve God that don't get much out of that life of serving God. The reason people don't receive from the Lord is because they didn't give anything. They didn't give praise. It is the doorway to the presence, the manifest powerful presence of God. Praise opens up his gate. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So let me ask you a question. Don't answer it because most of us, if we answered it, we would answer it wrong. Do I have the power to create life with my tongue? The answer is no. The truth is there is only one who has the power to create life. Even though I'm created in the image of God, and I was created a speaking spirit, and my life is based upon the confession of the word and all that, I cannot walk around and create a tree. So what does it mean? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So if I pray for someone to get them healed, and they are healed, did I heal them? No. If I speak life and life happen, they're raised from the dead, did I raise them? Did I create life? No, only God can. Now let me just say something and, and a little caveat here. I'm a faith guy. And I believe I can walk over someone with sickness or disease and proclaim the word of God in faith and they could be delivered. But I want to give you, see, I want to give you the truth because many people want the power of God, but they're like in the New Testament, they only want the power of God for themselves. And the power of God is God himself. Now follow me. Uh, they, the guy tried to buy it. You can't buy God. You obey God. So, so watch this. Listen very carefully. If I laid hands on the sick and I proclaimed the word of God, what I did out of my mouth, I agreed with God, the life giver. I agreed with God, the healer. Matthew 18, 18, 18 Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. How do you bind something with your words? So when my words agree with his word, then it's bound. It is God's word that does the binding, so my words must, here it is, align with God or align with God's word. Now, don't you walk out of here and say that I'm coming against faith or anything like that. I am not. Faith is in God's word. Faith comes because of God's word, because you've aligned with God's word. 
God has life, and when I speak truth, righteousness, then God who has life shows up, manifested presence, that's when life manifests. Say, Pastor, you're getting loud. Uh Uh-huh. You see, untruth, anger, unforgiveness, then Satan shows up, death. This type of speech opens Satan's gate. Our words, do you see the power of the words? But the power of the words is bringing the manifested presence. How do you get the manifested presence of God? It's through praise. That your heart, your, your mouth, your tongue, your lips are full of praise. Now follow me. Our words either open gates for God or open gates for Satan to manifest. So here it is. The power is that you open gates for God, life, or Satan, death. The conclusion is align your mouth with God and allow life to come into your situation. How many times have we we've dismantled the very essence of God because we've closed the door that brings the manifested presence of God because we didn't praise See, the Bible says that when morning comes, there is a season of mourning. But many of us have allowed, when we were children, child molestation, rape, someone said something, divorce, daddy left you. All these different things has caused you to mourn and you have mourned and mourned, and the joy of the Lord is not there. And what the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord comes because of the word. Joy comes in the morning because of the word of God, because you begin to speak the word of God. So just very, let me, let me shepherd this now. Man, if I had the power that most people wish they had, Men who rape women, you have child molestation. If I had the power that some people teach that we have, everyone that would do that would just be smashed like an ant. Amen. So don't you think that I'm being uncaring because of what you've gone through? Don't you think think that I am against psychology counseling. I'm not. I'm against when psychology or counseling takes you away from the presence of God and into the power of man, which, by the way, man does not have power. We have authority. But we don't have that power that people wish they had. So when you speak truth and praise, God shows up. When you speak lies in darkness, the prince of darkness shows up or the father of lies shows up. So let me go a little bit further now. And I want you that have gone through such tragedy in your life, loss of loved ones, loss of a spouse. That's devastating. That's hurt. I know. I've been through this past two years. I've been through family Mom, stepfather, aunt, I've been through some of the greatest friends that I've had pass away, and I've gone through a lot of that. And there was a season of mourning, but I knew that, that, that in the morning, joy would come because I would continue to profess the word of God and praise the Lord. Praise never left my mouth. In other words, it didn't disappear. It was always there, and every time I spoke, I spoke praise. And I did not go into depression. 
I did not go into uh, mourning to the morning where it becomes sorrow, which is a spirit that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And I proclaim to Valley Community Church, the day of mourning is over because you have become a people of praise. Don't get me wrong because there are some that have lost loved ones last week. And there's still a time frame of that emotion that's in your heart. That's what God gave you. Now, let me say this to you. Those emotions, though, if they are not guiding you to the Lord, then those emotions are steering you away from what's not right. Mourning is a God-given thing, but there's a season. Remember Joshua. Moses, our servant, is dead. Now, if I just want to shorten that whole story, okay, suck it up and let's go. Amen. Why is that? Because praise opens the door for the presence of God. Israel needed the presence of God. If they didn't have the presence of God, they would have starved to death or they would have died of sunburn. They wouldn't have had water. The power of God was not moving when there's mourning. They had to sit and stop. And praise was not in their mouth. But if they wanted the presence of God, they needed praise. Are we following this? Do you now know my urgency last Sunday? Do you now know that, that I could not teach what I was going to teach you until I really got this focus? Here's what I said when we're going to go a little bit further. When I praise God, he shows up. If there's a sick person that needs to be healed or a dead person that needs to be raised or a sea that needs to be walked on, remember Peter? God, if it be you, bid me to come. If he didn't bid him to come, he wouldn't have been able to walk on the water. The power of God came from God. The power came from God. The one who can do it is there, and when he comes, the power is there. So now let's really understand Matthew 18, 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. How do you agree? By your words. On what? On God's words. Verse 19. Again, I say to you, that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For, verse 20, for, the word for, anytime you see for, it's because of what was said just before. For or because where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. What is the agreement? It's praise. It's the word. It's praise. When you come in agreement, you begin to praise the Lord. Your mouth is speaking the, the encouraging words of God, the praise, the worship of God. But there's even more to it. Watch. To get the miracle, to get life, God's got to show up. And when he shows up, the supernatural is present because God is supernatural. So God says, whoever puts their conversation in order and praises me I'll do great things for them. That's only the first thing about gates. Let's look at the second thing. Praise also opens the gate to his people. Now, what does that mean? If you want to have an audience with God, you must praise him. Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. No grumblers get into the presence of God. 
It doesn't say, enter into his gates with grumbling and into his courts with complaining. Now, here's another aspect of what I needed last week. Let me say this with no pride involved, but with God's character. If you want an audience with me, where should your heart be? If you are talking with me and you have a judgmental, critical, hateful, mean, rude, arrogant, harsh spirit, I may stand there, but you're not getting my attention. You're not going to get my heart. But, but you're a pastor, and all pastors are dump stations. Beep. Beep, beep. Pastor, can I talk to you? Thank you. I feel better. No. No. You're not going to get my heart. If you want my attention, speak words of encouragement, kindness, even if you have a complaint. Do you realize the reason you say, my husband never listens to me, is the spirit behind the way you talk to him? Ladies, the number one need of a man is honor. I know you think it's something else, but it's honor. You know, the same way with the husband's. Speak honor to your wife. See, words of honor open the hearts of people. Why? Because you're created in the image of God. You're created in the image of God and his likeness. To come in the presence of God, you praise. To come in the presence of others, praise. Doesn't it just rip you apart when you see believers chewing each other up? I'll tell you why, because they're not in the presence of God. They haven't praised God, so they have a lot of needs. Manifested presence is there, so what they do is they chew up on people. See, this is the third time God told me if you teach this, they're going to be quiet. To some, the reason why you struggle with relationships is because you don't praise. Words of life opens gates to allow presence to happen. Well, let's look at this. Let's look at the other way. I know ladies of... You know, in today's society, how could you talk like that? Okay, well, I'll, I'll turn around. God talks about the other side, too. Proverbs 31, it's about the virtuous woman. And it talks about her and how amazing she is and not about the husband until verse 23. And verse 23 says, Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the, of the land. <laughs> Listen very closely. Maybe the old bird is there because this woman honored and spoke well of him until he became what God wanted him to be as an elder. You know, the reason why you're this way is because you're just stupid. You just can't believe how ignorant you are and the mistakes you make. That brings the father of lies. That brings satanic organization in your home when you speak like that. So stop speaking ill of your spouse and pointing out their, their wrongs. Honor and praise. I can't do that. Honor and praise. Learn to speak the language of praise. Let me show you what I mean by that, the language of praise. We all want your, our children to do well. 
You want your children to do well? Use the language of praise. If your child brings a bad report card home, don't just chew them out, take that $5 away, whatever. Tell them, you know, honey, I know you're smart. Matter of fact, I think you're a genius. And the reason why you think that is because from the time that they were conceived, you spoke well over them. Why are you disassociating from the faith that you had in the past over your children? Because they've made mistakes. I always say to myself, when I see stuff through the years with my children, I go to a mirror and look at the mirror and say, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you messed up too. So you need to think different here. Tell them, I know you're smart, you're a genius, and I'm going to help you. And let me tell you a secret. Praise brings God on the scene, and God knows math. God knows science. Matter of fact, all these scientists studying everything, God's the one that made it. You think he knows a little bit? I think so. Even if your child does something wrong, watch this. Speak praise in discipline. The Bible says if you spoil your child, you hate him. If you don't discipline your child, you hate him. And there's a lot of people that just want to be friends with their kids. And the Bible's telling them you hate your kids. You're not being friendly, you hate them. This is what you do. Hey, son, you're a great kid, and I'm wondering why you would strap your brother to the car with duct tape. (laughs) Don't tell them they're bad. Tell them of their ability to do well. You discipline your child and you tell them, hey, you're better than that. I used to tell my kids, hey, you're Klaus, you're Klaus. And this is what Klaus home stands on, the Word of God. And this is what the Word of God says. What you did is not who you really are. And because you did that, yeah, there's going to be discipline But I know you're not that way. I love you, and I have them. Now, are you sorry for what you did? Yeah, I'm sorry. Are you really sorry, or are you crying so I don't discipline you? See what I'm saying? All you parents, you know, okay? It's easy for them to cry like that when they know they're caught. But the reality is, is when you discipline, you bring out and say, I'm doing this so that you know that there's pain in life when you don't obey the things of the Lord. But here's what I'm saying to you. I love you, and I'm still proud of you. And after this discipline, it's over. Yeah, it's over. I just, you know, I'm sorry, folks. I'm just going to be straight with you. Time out to me is ridiculous. What are they doing time out? What it it is 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 God doesn't hold things, and they don't sense, they don't feel the discipline. So are you talking about spanking? Very little did I ever spank my children. From the time they were about seven, six or seven, now, of course, when I spanked when they were young, it wasn't out of anger. But the reality is, after about six, seven years old, I never had to. Never had to. All I'd have to do is say, son. Yes, dad. Stop. Okay. Not stop. 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 Getting tired of that yet? Stop. You ever see that? That's what timeout produces. Okay, let's go on. See, 
Praise brings God on the scene, and God knows all things. When you praise your child, even in the midst of discipline, you bring the presence of God in the midst of it. Don't tell them they're bad. Tell them of their ability to do well. Here's the third thing. Praise opens the gate to his power. There it is. Isaiah 61.3, talking about the ministry of Jesus. He, to console those who mourn in Zion. The season of mourning is over. You made mistakes. You did this. You did that. They did this. Divorce, whatever it may be. It's over. Move back into the joy of the Lord with praise to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. See, there is only one thing in the Bible that takes care of the spirit of heaviness, and it is the garment of praise. To a believer, if heaviness starts coming at you, start praising. That's why depression comes. Could this be the reason why we have a depressed society? Satan wants to depress you. We need to start praising. Put on the whole armor of God, folks. In closing, let me say these few things. The spirit of heaviness, mourning, leaves when we put on the garment of praise. But I lost my loved one. I understand that. There is a time frame of mourning. But if you don't put on the garment of praise, the power of God will not show up to bring victory in your life past the loss, past the hurt, past the tragedy, past the things that you are facing. And what's happened with the church today is we've so mealy-mouthed the Word of God and the way we treat God and the way we treat one another is that the church is not past their mourning, and the church is always hurt. The church is always mourning, and I want to tell you, enough is enough. Amen? Enough is enough. Everyone say this, enough is enough. See, God is the one that called you. God is the one that put the plans of your life. God is the one that said, if you praise me, if you worship me, I will make sure that your, your plan, everything that you are to do, will take place. But our mouths are speaking the opposite. Hebrews 13, 15, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. The sacrifice of praise is the fruit of our lips. Even if you feel the way you feel, the sacrifice of praise. So we must speak praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did you get that? Hallelujah. How many of you want love the power? Yeah. Then you got to love to praise. Let's all stand.